Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800 Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Uh, today, although we don't have a guest, we do have some interesting things to talk about. We'll uh, yeah. talk about what's going on with these Hall of Famers uh, who are potentially going to boycott the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I want to also talk a little bit about Mark Cuban because he wants to donate or he wants to. He's going to be donating $10 million to domestic violence and inequality. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you want to talk a little bit about Madison Bumgarner and, uh, you know, to uh, players, you know, should they get paid for what they've done in the past or what they're going to do in the future? There you go. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of all yeah. this stuff. Okay. At each uh, commercial break, we're going to ask a special um trivia question and today is going to be special day for nfl players so these would have been guys who were born on special days like april fools or new year uh, new year's day or you know uh, valentine's day or that, that sort of thing all right and uh, you can listen to sports econ 101 on iHeartRadio, tune in radio sports byline usa crn and many other stations around the country i guess what do you do you check with your local uh, lineup? Yeah, there find you out go. Where we're, find out where we're playing. We're all over the country. We're all over the place. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding about 7.5% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. You said it doesn't get any more conservative. I know a guy who's more conservative than that. Who's that? I won't mention his oh. name. He's a friend of mine, though. Okay. But he's okay. He's all right. Well, what does he invest in? No, he's just conservative, politically. You said it doesn't well, get Oh, uh, no, I'm not talking political. <laughs> you I'm rascal. Just, I'm just pulling, pulling your leg here. <laughs> so, in other words, he's just like me. No, you're not conservative. You're yeah, a, I am. You're, no, you're a moderate. You're a moderate. A moderately conservative. Moderately conservative. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. do you say? Fiscally conservative and and moderately... Um, socially. You're socially. A, socially, yeah. you're a liberal. You are. You are. Shh, don't tell anyone that. You There's nothing wrong with uh, it. No, I'm just teasing you. That's okay. a good thing. All right. Don't touch that tile. Sports <laughs> Econ be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Have you heard what's going on in the news? Do you like rock and roll, rap, or rhythm and blues? musical parody going on a pop culture political happening call beach blanket babylon Wall. listen up there's only one thing to do go to beachblanketbabylon.com or call 421-4222 beach blanket babylon where things are happening in times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, what do you want to start off with? You know, I want to talk about this Hall of Fame thing. It's interesting because I understand Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Fame running back's point that the NFL should take better care of its players. They, they sent a letter, he sent a letter with a lot of other players' names on it, demanding that the league not only pay for health insurance, um, you know, if these players don't have it, but also uh, that um, some of their annual salary would include a share of a league revenue because these players, his point is, these players have helped to build the league. And, of course, the league has shown no interest in doing this. Now, interestingly enough, this whole thing doesn't include all the other veteran players who are not Hall of Famers. Who, who actually probably need it more need because it more. Yeah. the Hall of Fame players probably got paid a lot better. Well, and what bothers me about Dickerson <laughs> is he included the names of all these different players on his letter. 
And just to give you an example, Jerry Rice was one of these players, and Jerry Rice yeah. <laughs> said, I wasn't consulted about this. Yeah. I didn't agree to this. So that just shows you how you know dysfunctional the, the players are in the NFL. They don't have any kind of uh, stick-to-itiveness. And there's no, is it any wonder that the league doesn't have a good union? No, yeah. so, not at all. So Dickerson sent a letter and said these are the people who are supporting it? Yeah, these well, are the people who are supporting it and included Jerry Rice and a number of other NFL players. I guess he just automatically assumed that Rice would do that. But Rice is one of those guys who, who likes to be consulted. And I, I yeah, Well, sure. I mean, that. I don't even yeah. know if, if there's any legality of – well, probably not because it's just a suggestion. It's, it's not like uh, – he, he's not like he's guaranteeing anything specific. He just said Jerry was on. Oh, okay, so now you take Jerry off. But I, I guess yeah, a couple of things that I, I look at. Um, what makes the foot? What, what makes football different than any other business? I mean, if I'm working as a factory worker at GM, I'm helping GM. They're paying me. Right. Um, do I suddenly get to go because now the Ford or Ford, right? Ford Taurus is now a, a popular car. Do I get to say, well, you know, I helped build that car in the factory. Uh, so for the next 50 years, you have to pay me extra. <laughs> that's I mean, an interesting, interesting way of looking at it. Well, you, you know, from a, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with what Dickerson is saying, although at the same time, I understand where he's coming from. These guys, you know, the Dick Butkuses and the yeah. and the uh, Eric Dickersons and you know people like that helped to build the league and helped to bring all these revenues in. And yeah, maybe they are deserving of a little extra money. But if they're going to demand that, you'd think, as you say, that they would say, "Hey, how about all the other veterans?" You know, just yeah. to, just to, and and the thing is, the league has is swimming in money. And Roger Goodell gets $35 million a year. Now, is that it, to me is ridiculous. Why should Roger Goodell be getting $35 million a year? I mean, he honestly, he should do it for about half a million a he year. Should you do, you yeah. can get a lot of people to take that job no, for no, less than a no million a year. No other commissioner in sports even comes close. Why is he getting all that extra money? That's my question. And Probably because he's helping the owners so much. That well, yeah. But, why, but why aren't the players getting better pay in football? Well, there's a number of reasons. There are more players, there are fewer games, and they are... Uh, union is not as strong. And the reason it's not as strong is example such as this. They just don't stick together. I mean, these Hall of Famers. Are, then Dickerson backtracks and backpedals. Oh, you know, this would help out everybody. Well, you know, this is after he's been pointed uh, – it's been pointed out to him that <laughs> this is only benefiting, you know, theoretically the Hall of Famers. So. I'm kind of curious. Uh, they probably don't put, like, either his net worth or how he did in right. business. But is he, like, one of those guys who – kind of ran through his money no i don't think so i i don't i don't suspect that i think i think he's doing this just to sort of get a little attention and you know he's making a good point and i don't say i disagree with him but i'm, I'm saying again if you're gonna do this do it right you know include all the players i mean <laughs> if, granted that's a lot of money you're gonna have to pay out but i mean if they're gonna ask i mean you know because a lot of these guys there there, there is a, a, a you know a well-known fact that a number of nfl players are broke and for whatever okay, reason. Okay, well, you know, you know what? I, I Okay. I mean, yes, how does that, yes, how does that happen? Yeah. You know? First of all, I mean, I, I understand, you know, everybody's got to pay income taxes. Right. So that takes a big chunk. Yeah. But the thing is, the rest of us, uh, you know, um, us working, working stiff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to kind of plan for ourselves. Yeah. And, and especially guys like me who are self employed. Sure. I have to, you know, say look out for number one, but I've got. Uh, I'm not going to be like relying on Social Security to be my my yeah, retirement. So I've got to put money aside yeah. from every dollar that I make. Why shouldn't they do it? And they make a lot more money you know, than the rest of us. And, and here's the other yeah. thing. Let me just finish this yeah. part. 
a lot of these guys is well, you know, that it's the the, the average uh, stint is only what three and a half years. Three and a half years. Okay, yeah. so they're they're le- they're under thirty years old. Right. A lot of thirty year olds who can say I played in the NFL have a lot of things going for them. Yeah. No, you know what they ought to do, and I, I'm I've said this all along. These athletes, you know, they got a free ride. Every one of them got a free ride through college. Mm. You know, whether they were Good in point. college, take a few business courses, learn how to invest yeah. your money. I mean, it's not like even the lowest paid guys are still making a quarter million a year. You know, for an average 22, 23-year-old, that's a fortune. Sure. Put some of it away. You don't have any family. You don't have any kids. I understand, you know, where Dickerson is coming from. I do, and I think the NFL doesn't take care of its veterans like the other uh, sports do. But then the other sports don't have people walking around at the age of 40 that are crippled, you know, because they have sure. it, with rare exception because uh, those, you know, that's just the nature of the sport. So it's a tough, sure. it's a t- tough call. But my point is, again, I think Dickerson – really missed the boat here by not including everybody. Yeah. Um, if you're going to include the veteran players, include the guys that didn't play, you know, Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. It's no, only th- fair. That's for sure. Well, that's Absolutely. Fair. That's even yeah, actually yeah, yeah. what he should say is forget us Hall of Famers. Anybody who made under X amount of dollars is the guy you should be taking care of. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm not a big fan of Roger Goodell. I will have to no, say. No, absolutely I, not. I mean, I, totally I've never liked the guy. He, he strikes me as somebody who's totally disingenuous and, uh, you know, he, he, he'd put his arm around you and say, hey, you're a nice guy, and then he'd tell somebody else, get rid of this guy. You know, that's <laughs> the kind of person he is. I mean, what what does he actually do for a living? He just represents the owners and does what they ask him to do. You know, he does what they so, tell him so to do. So a nice little puppet. You yeah, know? you know, he is a puppet. That's all he does. Has he ever had a, an original thought come into his mind? I don't think so. Would you be a puppet for $45 million a year? <laughs> you betcha. You know, who was a, you know who was a really good commissioner? And he had his faults, but he was a good commissioner. Landis, ju- Pete, Judge Mountain Landis. <laughs> Pete, no, Pete Rosell. <laughs> Pete Rosell yeah, was yeah. the guy that grew the league. You know, he knew yeah. how to market. He knew how to deal with the networks. He knew how to deal with the sponsors. I mean, he was the guy that brokered the... Um, deal between the NFL and AFL, which made him into a super league. That's the guy that really yeah. should have been compensated. And I always liked Pete Rozell. I, you know, he was a little too slick sometimes, but you know, he at least was honest. And you could talk to him. You could call him up in his office and actually have a conversation with him anytime. Roger Goodell, uh, you can, you and I, if we wanted to get him as a guest on our show, forget it. We wouldn't even get past his secretary. How um, how did he get the job? Well, he worked in the in the NFL hierarchy and knew somebody who knew somebody, and he was next in line. You know, Paul Tagliabue, oh, yeah. uh, the previous commissioner, really liked him and was kind of grooming him all along. So that's but pretty is much... he an attorney? You know, that's a good question. A lot I of these guys I, seem to be attorneys. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm sure he knows enough about the law to, you know, have a fundamental grasp of what's going on. And but... what did Shakespeare say? No, what did Shakespeare say? He said, in, uh, well, actually, in, in one of his, uh, I think it was Hamlet or one of those things, that uh, first thing we do, well, basically when they come in uh, to be marauders, right. uh, first thing we do, kill all the attorneys. This oh, is back okay. in the early 1600s. I thought Shakespeare said, the fault is in our stars, not in us, my friends. Really? Is that, is that, is what, that he what he said? said too? Or maybe he said the fault is in us and not in the stars. Probably so. that's what I that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that more than the other one around. Take him and cut him out in the stars, and he shall make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night and pay no mind to the garish sun. Right. Which uh, Hamlet uh, sonnet I, I, was? You know, that from? I don't. I, for some reason, it it stays in my brain that particular little soliloquy. I don't know why. I think it's because I heard Robert Kennedy. Um, quote that really? when, he, when he was doing a uh, when he was doing a memorial to his brother at the Democratic convention in '64. Oh. I was I was only a little twelve year old for some reason. I remember that to wow, this day. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know. all that. Okay, and with that, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Yes, in time. It's time to cut to the break. Yeah, <clears throat> cut to the break for a trivia question. Okay, special day for NFL players is the uh, topic. 
So here's the first trivia question. April Fool's? Not in 1965 when this future NFL defensive end was born with the stars hovering around his head. Who was the first round pick that was a 12-season uh, cowboy? Basically played, played 12 seasons for the Cowboys. Uh, born in 1965. Mm, he's retired now, obviously. Uh, he better be. He <laughs> <laughs> had to be 53 years old. Uh, there you go. But he was a defensive lineman, so that means he probably played in the 1980s and 90s during the glory years. I believe so. 90s. I believe so, yes. Um, I'll give you a hint if you can't get it when we okay. come back. All right. All right. Sounds You'll good. definitely have heard of the players. Oh, I'm though, sure I will sure. have, yeah. You know all the Cowboy players. Oh, I love the Cowboys. Do you really? Well, I, I like to see him do well, yeah. I, I, oh. As much as I don't like Jerry Jones, uh, yeah. because I think he's kind of a phony, uh, I, I just think it's good for the league. Okay. Yeah, yeah. America's team. Don't America's touch that dial. Team. We're going to be right back. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 
Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan, my special co-host. Uh, okay, so first trivia question was, April Fool's, not 1965, so obviously this guy was born on April, Fool's April 1st. Yeah. Okay. When this future NFL defensive end was born with the stars hovering around his head, i.e. he well, was a 12-season cowboy. I'm going to say Leon Lett. No. I'm going to say Randy White. No. I'm going to say Harvey Martin. No. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm running out of guys. Okay, uh, his, uh, uh, number 77, who was that? God, you got me. Jim Jeffcoat. Oh, I would never have gotten him. Jim Jeffcoat. Yeah. One of those, good player. Yeah. Very good 12, player. If you got to play 12 seasons, you got to be yeah. pretty good. you got to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, moving on. Okay, so now, what, what was this thing about Mark Cuban donating $10 million? Yeah. There's some issues going on. Well, with, I uh, guess I guess there was some... Now, I may be wrong about this, but didn't wasn't there some allegations that some people in his organization had been involved with sexual harassment, and so he was so upset about it, he figured, okay, I'm going to make good... By donating a lot of money to women's causes, I think that's what it's all about. That's I, I believe you're correct, and it's so funny because you know if you watch him on uh, let's uh, Shark Tank, yeah, you know yeah. he's usually very professional. Uh, you know, doesn't have any like women's issues. He seems like he'd be a very uh, respectful employer. And I and you know who knows what goes on and uh, you know in his uh, organization because he can't watch over everyone. But I'm just kind of wondering, he's he's donating all this money. What good does the money do per se? Well, I guess I mean, it makes him feel better. <laughs> well, yeah, that, exactly. you know, it makes it makes yeah. him feel like I maybe I'm you know it's like a do over. I'm doing something right. Apparently, this uh, there were several incidents of sexual harassment and impropriety in the workplace going back more than twenty years, and and he's the guy who should have known about this. Maybe he did know about it and just didn't do anything about it, and. Uh, According to him, this is a quote. He says, the findings of independent investigation are disturbing, heartbreaking, and no employee in the NBA or any workplace, for that matter, should be subject to this type of environment described in the report. Oh, that's Adam Silver. And Adam oh, Silver yeah, says, yeah. Uh, while nothing will undo the harm uh, caused by a select few employees of the Mavericks, the working place uh, reforms and the $10 million that Mark has agreed to contribute are important steps towards rectifying this past behavior and shining a light on the pervasive societal failing. So it's interesting. I think what they're doing here is it's a little PR, not only sure. from the standpoint of the of the Mavericks, but from the NBA. The NBA has always been, uh, it's trying to uh, place itself or in the, in the minds of the public as they, as the progressive league, yeah. as opposed to f- baseball and football, which are a little more um, conservative. And so uh, if, if you notice, for instance, LeBron James or Steph Curry or Steve Kerr, they've made some very critical comments of Donald Trump. You mm-hmm. haven't heard that from from uh, pro yeah, NFL base, baseball, baseball players yeah. or NFL Well, players. and then the Spurs have the assistant coach who's a woman, right? Right, and of course Greg Popovich has uh, made clear his feelings. Uh, all you have to do is go up to Greg, hey, Greg, Greg, one word, Trump, and he'll just, ah! <laughs> so he and Kerr get along oh, really well. Oh, they get along <laughs> great, yeah. yeah. Kerr is interesting because you've talked to Kerr about Trump, and, and Kerr will sit back and he'll he'll go like this you know put his hand on his chin and go hmm where do we start <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny guy yeah, i gave him a, I gave a good him, sense of humor I, he does have a good sense of humor i gave him a book recently about uh 
these guys who perished on Everest in 1924. And I hmm. thought he—it was just a very well-written book, and for some reason I thought he'd like it. He comes back to me a week later, and he goes, God, that was an interesting book. I said, you read the whole thing. It was 400 pages long. Yeah. He says, oh, I read it in a couple of nights. I'm going, really? He's, wow. Well, apparently he's a speed reader. Oh, I was going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He likes, to, he likes to just fly through stuff. So. Wow. I said, that must do you good, you know, when you're— preparing for an opponent you can just and he goes no he says no, i have to that. go through uh, very slowly yeah that yeah i can't imagine speed yeah. reading through that no, it's like you speed reading through a math book no no, no. <laughs> no but this is you know this doesn't surprise me that mark cuban is doing this mark cuban has always tried to maintain this public persona of being a guy who's you know doing the right thing yeah. and i think you know in a way this is probably a way for him to sort of make up for the mistakes that he probably is responsible for since he was in charge. And I know. All this I, happened I'm still kind his... of wondering where the, you know, it, uh, A, I, I'm sure he's donating to a, an organization's 501c3 so he gets the tax deduction. Sure, but, sure. But the thing is, it's like, so you donate to who? Yeah, that's I, mean, a, I, guess, uh, I guess there are a number of women's um, shelters and women's, um, you know, places for women to go to where they can get help, uh, physical, psychological, whatever. They're probably in the Dallas area that he probably has been directed okay, to. I, you I'm, know I'm okay, guessing. No, okay, so that, that, now, that actually makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you're donating to, let's say, shelters for battered yeah. women and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I'm just thinking, it's like, where else would you donate to for sexual harassment? I um, would, you know, you I know. would think the shelters would be a very popular thing because there are women's shelters in most cities, and I would think they all need funding. How about and, parents teaching men how to be men and treat women good with luck, respect? Good, good luck with that. In a society where you know half the images on the computer or on the TV are people just beating each other up and yelling at each other, yeah. I mean dysfunction. I hate to get off on a on a no, on a you know a rant about this, but dysfunction in this country is is gotten to the point where it's just. You know, acceptable. You know, people don't don't want to talk anymore. They want to yell at each other. So yeah. we have entertainment, which is all about politics. Is entertainment now? Well, I was just saying, and this this yeah. happened way before Trump. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> this has been going on for years. Yeah. Anybody who's been paying attention, it's been going on since the nineteen nineties. Yeah, it's yeah, just you know yeah. a less civil behavior. People don't want to have a conversation. I mean, our elders, your 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 parents' generation, my yeah. parents' generation, they would blanch in horror if some of some of them are still around. They will, and they are at the behavior of of some yeah. of the people who are our age who are you know in charge. It's, it's well, sad. And, do you, and do you remember when we were kids? Uh, and I'll I'll put us both in this yeah, uh, yeah. age group. It's like you know if your if your teacher basically had to call the parents for something. Your parents would a would be very embarrassed, yeah, and they would almost always take the parent the the teacher's side at least to begin yeah. with, yeah. right? Sure. Like, what did you do wrong? Now it's almost this berating the teacher. I know it's ridiculous. What is it? This entitlement of, I of think my it kid. Is. My kid doesn't do any wrong. Yeah. Well, when did that change? I I don't know. I think a lot of people just don't want to take responsibility for their children. I yeah, think I think that's the big problem. I think that is the big problem is a lot of people just do not want to take responsibility. They want to slough it off on somebody else. Oh, it's not my fault my kid's all messed up. It's yeah. society's yeah, exactly. fault. Now, on the flip side, I do have to say that, you know, fathers in our generation, generally speaking, weren't as there for the kids. As, as the fathers are today? I, I, yeah. Now, I will agree with you on that. My dad did a, as good a job as he could, but he was on the road half the time, you yeah. know? And uh, so he felt kind of guilty about that. So whenever he was around, he'd take me to ball games, he'd take me to the beach, he'd take me on mm-hmm. hikes. But, and I he mean, spent a lot some of, quality time with you? Yeah. Oh, God, okay, a lot see. of quality time. But yeah. I, I had a lot of friends of mine whose dads weren't around. Yeah. You know? and, see, uh, my dad was like that. He was a yeah. CPA. And well, that's why, you turned out, to... that's why you turned out so well. See? Yeah. You had a good dad. Well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't around. Oh, he was. He around. was not. Oh, no. well, you must have had a big brother or a mentor or something. Um, 
What? what? No, no. I, uh, How did you turn out so well? Because well, you, you, I, you I know, told you, sons I, named I, fathers. I, you you're know? not going to like this, right? But I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay, it's when I came to Christ. I'm serious. Really? I'm serious. Yeah. Because well, well, how old, how old were you when that 24. happened? Twenty four. 24. Was 24. it just a revelation one day you woke up and that was it? Or no, no, no. no. I, took a, uh, took a, it was a, a, over a period of time. Was there one moment, though, that crystallized um, in your mind, you remember? I, well, it was honestly, it was a one-on-one. Uh, I was actually at a church just being there with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And basically, you know, I was brought up Jewish. And, and so I kind of looked at it and I said, I go, what, what, what is this, you know? And what, what, I, is, what is Judaism? Well, no, no, because I was, remember, I was... Jewish, but uh-huh. I was going to a church with her, and so I was. Was, kind she, of, was she a Christian? Yeah, but she was kind of like trying to just find herself, so to yeah. speak, right? Like we all are. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. And I basically just had. That's a, why I go surfing all the time. I'm trying to find <laughs> myself out on the waves. No, but during a one-on-one, I basically had to. I just said, okay, I'm going to just focus out and just go. Okay, God, you're going to have to tell me. Is this guy who these guys are talking about, this guy Jesus, is he really what these people tell you? Just one-on-one, tell me. Because if it ain't, I'm out of here. If it is, tell me So the you truth. expected to hear the words from on high coming well, to your well, head or something, or what? I wasn't, I, you know what, not really. No. I mean, I kind of thought I was just talking to myself. And then uh, when we get back, I think, well, actually, we have a couple of minutes. So I'll tell you what happened here, was I, I suddenly focused everything out. And all I could hear was, uh, I, you know, you know, it's not, it's like that still small voice they say, right, rather than right. just, you know, turn around. Oh my God! And basically, what happened was, uh, God basically told me. He said, "He goes, are you perfect?" I said, "No." He said, "Are well." You're you, saying you actually heard God. Well, voice? It's, it's more like a kind of a like a daydreaming type of uh, of thought, okay. right? But it, but it was independent of me. Wow, right, because I would I wouldn't have thought this. This you know? is heavy stuff. It is, but it but it was really good though. And yeah. so he said, "Okay." He says, "Are, are you perfect?" And I said, "No." He said, uh, "Would you basically say that I God would be considered you know perfect because of creating?" It? I said, "Okay, I'll give you that." He said, "Okay." So how do you c- think that your imperfectness would be like? How would you get to quote go to heaven? Right? He said, "Imagine a can of pure white paint. Uh-huh. That's heaven." He says, you're admitting yourself that you're like a little tiny speck of black or gray, right? He says, if you put that black dot in this can of white paint and stir it up, is it pure white anymore? I said, no. And he says, and he says well, even let's say today, you said from today forward, you're going to be perfect. Could you do it? I said, well, in all honesty, no. <laughs> yeah, who could? Yeah. And so that's that's basically my testimony. So I think the only people who could be perfect are maybe like the these Buddhist priests. Have no, you ever talked they, to somebody? no, they're not. And you ask them, no, I know. and they'll even tell oh, you. No, they no, they have evil thoughts too. So oh, sure. anyway, I didn't want to yeah, get yeah. on a on a big thing. That no, we'll it's very interesting. For another time. Very interesting. Stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not. We're not trying to preach here on no, the. No, no, no. Uh, it's trying to do a sports uh, show. I, I, but, did, I didn't know about this. It's interesting. I'm learning yeah. things about you every day. Yeah, but basically that's the, that because then I basically had like a quote a new father. Sounds like me when I went out in the waves, you know, when I found myself in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right. We're going to cut to our second commercial trivia question here. This 1967 New Year's, New Year's baby. So this guy grew up, uh, or sorry, he was born on New Year's Day. Uh, grew up to be a Hall of Fame linebacker with the Chiefs for 11 years. Uh, I'm not going to give you the hint, but he retired after 1999. He would never wear it, uh, his uh, number again on the field because he died of a massive blood clot mm. in February 2000. 
Who was this player? Oh, I, rem- yeah, I think you, you well, know. I remember Derek Thomas was killed. In, remember he was killed in a crash. He was a, another outstanding linebacker with the with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Remember? Yeah, yeah I remember. Killed okay. in a car crash. Yeah. He was still playing. Too. Don't touch that now. We're going to be right back. <laughs> I wanna take it to Where's that? A rock stomping musical It's one of a kind It's Beach Blanket Babylon And it blows my mind So come on please baby I need to know You wanna go Wanna go Wanna go Yes I do You wanna go Wanna go Beach Blanket Babylon Great seats available Get your tickets now Call 415-421-4222 Or go to BeachBlanketBabylon.com If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. My lawn's been worn out by summer, not to mention by my kids. This year, use Scott's in the fall. Just one more feeding gives your grass the nourishment it needs to recover from the wear and tear of summer, while also building resilient roots to help prevent a weak, thin lawn next spring. This fall, my kids and my grass are back out to play. This is a Scott's Yard. Now's the time to feed your lawn. Pick up a bag of Scott's Winter Guard today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question was, this 1967 New Year's baby grew up to be a Hall of Fame linebacker with the Chiefs for 11 years. And here's a hint. He wore number 58. And he retired after the 1999 season. He would never wear it again on the field because he died of a massive blood clot in the year 2000. Uh, in February, who was this great linebacker? Oh, well, Der- you Derek, the- Derek Thomas, who yeah. got killed in an auto wreck. He, well, he suffered the blood clot in the auto wreck. Yeah, they didn't figure. You know, he was all banged up, and they were trying to figure out, you know, what injury caused his death, and they realized it was a blood gotcha. clot. 
I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was a great player. You know, there's not much you can do with a blood clot after you've been in an accident like that. I mean, even if can it's imagine. diagnosed, it's just like got into his heart and that was it. It's mm-hmm. gone, gone. Yeah. Had a great well, career, though. Yeah, he did. I think he he's did. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, is yeah, he should be. Yeah, oh, yeah, kind of posthumously. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Madison Bumgarner, you were uh, uh, mentioning before we yeah. got in the air about you know paying for past performances, uh, and I was thinking about this too. That sometimes they they'll bring players back because they want to have them retire or they want to retire mm-hmm. on the team that they had uh, you know the most success with. Um, so it's, that actually brings a, a point about paying for for the past. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fr- it's kind of hard because you know you get someone like Madison who you know played during the, the glory years uh, for the San Francisco Giants. Now, you know at some point he's going to retire, um, but how do you pay a guy a whole bunch of money if he's not doing well? As let's say he's getting toward the end of his career, yeah. and you don't think he's going to do so well. Out of sort of a thank you for before? I mean, maybe you just write him a check after he retires or something. Well, I mean, you think about it, Matt. Without Madison Bumgarner, the Giants don't win the World Series in 2014. Mm-hmm. They may not have won one of the other two World Series. I mean, this guy True. signed a six-year, $35 million contract, which was a lot of money before 2012. Yeah. So he's under contract, I guess, for another year. He's got an option option years in 2018 and 2019. Um and the contract will have paid him roughly $70 million by the end of 2019, which is a nice That's chunk. That's a lot of, of money. It's a lot of money. But, you know, but, dot, 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 this guy is one of the best pitchers in the game. And he's still, he's had some problems the last couple of years, but they have not been arm-related problems. And when he's been out there, when they've needed him to, he's been outstanding. Yeah. So I'd say pay the guy. You know, you don't find pitchers like him around, and he's yeah. going to pitch well into his 30s. Pay him. Just don't pay him thirty million a year, you know. Like, don't give him Zach Granke money. I mean, that, the Diamondbacks were crazy. To well, do that, that that's the thing is the, um, you know, it, it's all it's all. I was going to say based on alternatives, but it's all based on comparisons. Yeah, right. Well, if, that's if, the way if, it if, is in right? all in all fields, though, isn't it true? Um, I guess so. I, I guess it's kind of frustrating. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think about how, like, in in in, in the world of insurance, like mm. if you're an insurance salesman, right. You can make ten times more than the, the CEO of the company. Yeah, if you're because, really good. If you're really good, yeah. right? It has nothing. It's basically your specific ability, right? And you get paid for what you earn. Your performance. Yeah. yeah. Now the thing is, you know, maybe another guy is just as good, but he doesn't have the same kind of clients, and so he doesn't make as or much. He, maybe he's not good at closing. We want yeah, closers. We want closers. We want closers. Yeah. Always be closing. <laughs> Always a- be closing. A- 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 ABC. ABC. Right? Yeah, that's it. So yeah. I, I kind of look at it and I say, you know, I, that's why I kind of don't mind these like one-year contracts. You yeah, know, but they're they're, they're for a guy. That, that's the way it used to be back in the day. You know, yeah. Willie Mays never had more than a one-year contract. Can you imagine that? Is Willie, that right? I the mo- and that. the most Willie Mays ever made a year was one hundred and fifty grand a year. Okay, now that yeah, but if you're talking but about 1970. 1972. Last year, yeah, one hundred and fifty thousand, yeah. which was a lot of money in nineteen seventy-two. But I mean, luckily Willie had a really good financial advisor, yeah. and he is worth millions now because he put his money away. He did a lot of he did a lot of uh, endorsements, endorsements too. yeah. Smart guy, though. But, you know, when he got to San Francisco, he was, what, well, the Giants moved here in 58, he was 27. He did not have a penny. He had spent everything, and he got hooked up with his financial advisor, and the guy said, Willie, I'm going to 
take care of your investments. You know, we'll take we'll make sure that you're come out of this a rich man, and he certainly he did. Well, so that that's a good success story rather yeah. than you hear all these guys who are stealing from you know, like Tim Duncan's guy. Oh, God. right, someone. Yeah, you think Tim Duncan? Like you'd think you know, Wake he Forest, like pretty smart, smart yeah. guy would would hire some. I guess he hired a friend of a friend or something that just uh, fleeced him. Yeah, you, you know, one one quick thing I was going to say where you're talking about um, college guys take this was back to the Eric Dickerson thing about. Uh, taking you know business classes, and I, I think it's a good idea. The one thing that seems to be kind of tough is the schedule for these players, specifically in football, when they're in college. When they're in college, yeah. is so strenuous, it's demanding. very that, demanding. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Well, it's how like they have these a. It's like they have a full time job just as an athlete alone, and then you add on you know, 16 hours a week of school plus the attendant 10 or 12 hours of studying. I don't know how they do it. I, I don't either. Especially, you know, playing football, I mean, you're you're, you're exhausting your body yeah. as well as your mind. And most of these guys are not going to play in the pros, so, you know, they want to get their education. They don't want to yeah. fail. But uh, the guys that are the, the elite players, they can afford to kind of slide by because they know the money's going to be there. Yeah. You know, most of them do anyway. But but I I think it I, I guess it's yeah it's definitely very smart to at least take some business classes yeah. even if you don't major in it and you just know, to pass fail. It's interesting you bring that up because I went to a, a college University of Denver and I had some friends who were business majors and you know they were in accounting that they were into hotel restaurant management oh, yeah. uh, all sorts of different areas and they you know I was a, I was a mass com major radio TV and they used to say hey if you ever need any good tips about you know saving money or whatever. You know, keep in touch with us. And, uh, huh. you know, over the years I did. And, and uh, just some simple, real simple things about investments I learned from these guys. And oh, it was good. really good. Yeah. I know. The simplest things sometimes I look at and I think, I don't understand how these people don't understand it. It's, well, like it's, it's not that difficult. No, no you think about it. You don't, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's difficult to become rich with a modest income, but it's not difficult to put money away if, yeah. even if you're not making that much. Exactly. If you do it, If you do it properly. It's just yep. organization. Yeah. And unfortunately, these athletes, a lot of them are not taught that early in, in well, too college. Well, much, too much debt, and then yeah. they get into stuff like, oh, I want to own a restaurant or something. Well, like just have, a money they, pit. Yeah, that's, the, that's right? a money pit. Boy, then, you don't want to own a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, 90% of those things fail yeah. in the first year. In the first year, yeah. And then the, uh, you know, the idea of having, uh, let's say, just make it simple, $50,000 in a um, money market account paying 1%, yeah. and yet they have credit cards of 20000 that... <laughs> Are charging them, you know, eighteen yeah. percent. And it's like, hello, take twenty thousand, pay it off. Yeah, I mean, especially since you can't deduct the interest anyway. It's I, I just don't understand the mentality of that kind yeah. of stuff. Okay, so do you? So you do you you believe in? Do you believe in paying a lot of these players for what they've done in the past? In theory, they got paid very well. well during in that in time. Madison Bumgarner's case, yes, I do because they won three world championships. I know, and they did, got it. They got it for get, a bargain. And I'm not arguing with you, yeah, yeah. but just bring up the point: Didn't he get paid very well for those he years? He did, but compared to most players, no, he didn't. I well, mean, it's uh, all what you negotiate. Well, you know, he was when he signed his contract, and again, that was his choice. But he was 22 years old. He signed a contract that was worth about, you know. I think it was worth about $13 million a year, which is good money, but compared to what some of these guys are making now, I mean, and what he's delivered. You think about it, Clayton Kershaw, maybe you can argue he's a better pitcher, but has Clayton Kershaw taken his team into a World Series and won the big games? No, no. no. I, but what Madison did in 2014 was ridiculous. Well, he, I think, and it's who's to say, but he's on his way. If he continues to stay healthy for another five years, he's on his way to a Hall of Fame career, even if the team doesn't go to another playoff game. Oh, just, for sure. Just because of what he did. Yeah. It's like Buster Posey. You know, you, you yeah, shine in the biggest moment in your sport several times. If you have a decent career, you're going to make it. 
you know. Yeah. Whereas a lot of guys have great careers. They don't get in there, but they have a tough time getting in the Hall of Fame. So. You know, the, the one thing that's kind of tough, too, is some of these guys will have really good careers. Uh, but then the last few years, if they do lousy, it just puts a it taints it. Yeah. I mean, now fortunately, Willie Mays was always going to be no matter what. Yeah. But but the last couple of years, you know, when he played a little bit, probably a little uh, bit too long. Too long. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's interesting. Here's a guy that that comes to mind in that regard. He had some good, some great years, and then towards the end, he was kind of petering out. Carlos Beltran. You remember how good yeah. he was? Oh, absolutely. The, th- the problem with him is he never. I think he played with the Astros one year when they went went to the World Series in 2005. But I don't think he played yeah. ever on a championship team that won no, it but all. That, but that's see, and that hurts. But, but him. baseball, <laughs> but that's not his fault. No, I mean, it isn't. I mean, his even fault. if he, even if it's a home run, every single time he's up at bat yeah. and makes a play, a great play every time the ball's hit to him. I mean, there's so many other things that go on in a game. You, you can't put that on a guy. You have to go for individual statistics. on Does that. he belong in the Hall of Fame though, Carlos Beltran? Uh, Played till no, he was forty. No. Five-time All-Star, two-time batting yeah. champion. Um, kind of border, honestly, borderline. I, I How about think, Gary Sheffield? Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Boy, that's a good one. No, too. there's another guy. That's it's interesting. One, you know, when you have a, a player that plays with a lot of teams, sometimes too. I think that Gary Sheffield, I think, played for seven teams. Yeah. And See, that's par- a, that's true. That's and hard, and, to and look it's at. hard to you know, yeah. w- w- you know. Well, Ricky Henderson too. Yeah, Ricky played, Henderson but, played but with the A's now he three different times. But now he for sure belonged in. But I look at Trevor Hoffman. To yeah. me, I, I go, are you serious? He got in? Well, Burt Blylevin? Yeah, but really? Burt Blylevin won over 300 games, and Trevor Hoffman saved how many games? You know, He was dominant when he was good. Yeah, they yeah won, but they for won. how many years was he dominant? Yeah, over, I mean, over 12. That's pretty impressive. Okay, see, I guess maybe he, play, he also played too long, because by the time he got to the Giants, he was uh, awful. How about Jack Morris? You know, when Same Jack, thing. Jack Morris had five or six great, great years, years yeah. and he got in based on those five or six great years. You know, See, then two, but they won two World Series: one with Minnesota, one with Detroit. Now that yeah. that kind of put them over the top. Uh, that's true. <laughs> See, that's yeah. the thing is, you know, it's it's not the, it's like instant replay done by a computer. You yeah. know, or uh, hey, speaking of the, instant replay, yeah. isn't it great? Jerry Kramer got into the Hall of Fame. You know, it's funny. Okay, so, so he makes it. well. I, so you know what? Again, all I remember about Jerry was he made the block. Made the Bart block. Star, yeah. Bart Starr, most famous block in NFL that's history. That's true. Now, now, who was the guy he blocked though? Uh, Jethro Jeth- Pugh. Pugh. Jethro Pugh. There we yeah. go. You can see Dallas. Jethro Pugh's hand, big paw, trying to grab Bart Starr, but he's across the line. Touchdown. <laughs> I love it. On the frozen, it literally was frozen. frozen. Well, in fact, that's still the coldest game ever. Yeah, yeah. thirteen below zero. Yep. Yeah. So, question though is, what did Jerry do besides that block? I'm sure oh, he, he was he was a great player. I think he was a four time Pro Bowler. He played in the league for I think 14 years. So uh, why wasn't he in before? You know, offensive linemen, unless they're just, you know, I, I, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of times they're overlooked. Some of them are. Yeah. Some of them are. I mean, t- to me, it seems like it was a, it was a no brainer. Well, you know what it is is, is there's no specific statistics like. You know, like a wide receiver. How many yeah, touchdowns, right? That's true. I mean, what? how many times did your quarterback not get sacked? But look at the Raiders. They had three offensive linemen in the Hall of Fame all playing in the same line at the same time. Gene Upshaw, Art, Art Schell, and Jim Otto. Well, probably because because of that. If there was just one good guy out of them, it would be a lot harder to figure out which one. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. they complemented each other really well. Interesting personalities, too. Jim Otto is the toughest yeah. dude I've ever met in my life. That guy's been through 45 surgeries. Yeah. He's died on the operating table twice. Now, you talk about a religious guy. You oh, yeah. No, talk yeah. about God and Jesus. This guy is like, you know. <laughs> but you go through 45 operations and die almost twice. You better believe <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's, but, okay. he's 80 years old now. I know. He's, he lost his legs, I too. Know, about both of them, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think about someone like, remember Orlando Pace? 
Yeah, remember? Yeah. I think oh, yeah. from Ohio State, Ohio State going played, to the Rams. Played with the Rams, okay. yeah. Now, I'm, I mean, he was Great, like, great offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, he was recruited. I think he was like the, one of the number one Well, I remember picks. Jonathan Ogden and him were the two big offensive linemen of their era, you know, that came out at the same time. And they both had great careers. And now, Ogden played with, I think, wasn't it Baltimore, the, the Ravens? I don't remember. Yeah, I think he played I, I with I just remember Ravens. Pace. And, and Ogden went to UC, had, I mean, UCLA. Did Pace have... That good a career? Oh yeah, he no, no, okay. he did. He, you know, left tackles. I mean, that's the most important position on the line. And if you got a good side. one on the blind side, if yeah. you got a good one, yeah. yeah. I mean, and uh, again, you look at a guy like that. If he's that good, you put him on defense and let him sack everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Joe Joe Staley is a terrific yeah. left tackle. He's still yeah. going good at thirty five years of age. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he probably will be. He probably and he's will, got yeah. his little buddy on the other – not a little guy, big guy from Notre Dame, Mike McGlinchey on the other side. Those two guys, man. I'm, see, that's the thing about the 49ers. They've got a good offensive line and a very good quarterback, but everything else is kind of shaky. That's uh, tough. You, can, yeah. you can't win it with three guys. No. All right, here's our last trivia question. This Hall of Fame running back was born on July 4th. Uh-huh. That's, we're talking about special right. day, so July 4th, 1942. Wow. You'll, you'll know this player. Is he, he still alive? Uh, let's see. Well, he'd be seventy-six Six. years old. Yeah. I think so, okay. but I don't. That I don't know. He played his entire nine-season career. With what team? It's funny. I, I happen to know. I don't know why I didn't have it on here. Uh, with the, the Broncos. With the Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah. All right. Nine years. With the Broncos, great running back, yeah. all pro, and he's yep. in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Okay. 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 Don't touch that dial, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client. 
client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. At last time for today, I'm Edward Don't ever say last host. time to a guy 66. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last time just for today. Okay. Just for I'm today. Edward Brown. I'll be Edward Brown tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll Bruce be Bruce McGowan, McGowan tomorrow. Yes, hopefully. you will. Yes. Third trivia question. This Hall of Fame running back was born July 4th, 1942. He played his entire season with the Denver Broncos. Entire career, you mean? His entire career, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Entire season. Oh, entire nine-season <laughs> career. I'm nine sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there it is. I know who it is. Who? Floyd Little. That's correct. Floyd Little. When I was going to the University of Denver, he was about the only thing the Broncos had that was <laughs> worth anything. Nicest guy, though, you ever want to meet. I met him years later, and what a sweetheart. Just an absolute sweetheart of a guy. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I there's like some that. players, there's some athletes you meet, you just like, Tony Gwynn was that way. Kirby yeah. Puckett was that See, way. See, all the older players seem w- to... Willie McGee was that way. Maybe because they didn't make all this money. Well, you know, man. some of the younger players, the, the A's have a bunch of guys that are just uh, great guys. Um, uh, Mark uh, Chat or what's his name? Uh, Matt Matt Chapman, the third baseman. Mm-hmm. Stephen Piscotty, the right fielder. Uh, because they're having to prove themselves. Well, you know, they're, they're young the kids, and they're just you know they're happy to be here. It's like ah, I'm happy to be on this team, yeah. and I'm happy to have a chance. You know, there you go. Bob Melvin, great guy. He seems like a good guy. Like yeah. I, he, I liked him as a player for the Giants. Yeah, he was good. You know, it's interesting. Both he and Mike Aldretti, one of his coaches, yeah. and Matt Williams, the third base coach, all yeah, played, played on those, together. Yeah, all on those hum baby Giants. Hum baby Roger hum Craig. We had him on the show. All right, you ready? We did have Roger Craig on the show. Yes, we did. When did we have Roger Craig on the show? Oh, a couple of years ago. God, I've got to get him back on. We will. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's a great, great storyteller, by the way. <laughs> thoughts for the day. Every thought we think is creating our future. That's true. Isn't that true? Yeah. And love people and use things. Don't love things and use people. Oh, good advice. Good one? You like That's that what one? I try to do every day. Good love for you. love yeah. people. Yes, you do. You're a good, you're good I'm, guy I'm, that I'm way. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> Especially to my wife and daughter. <laughs> and and, they, and, and they don't forget to remind me of that. You know, got to pick up my daughter today. Can't go to the A's game today. My wife said, you go pick up your daughter. Go surfing instead. I go, that's a great idea. I don't have to How drive. How about pick home. up your daughter and go surfing? Well, I'd have to drive. I can't drive to oh, Oakland. I don't have to true. drive to Oakland to go yeah. to the game. But I can go surfing instead. I know. That's a nice wife. I like yeah. that. Okay. Tune yeah. in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're like going to be wife? discussing sports topics. How'd you folks like to have a wife like that? Huh? <laughs> From a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. 
Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.